Kills news break. I'm Liz Winstead with Moji Alamodel. Hello. And we could not let the week go by without doing some kind of news break on Mississippi. As you know, the Mississippi 15 week unconstitutional abortion ban was taken up by this creepy Supreme Court. And now we are all left to wonder will Roe v. Wade stand or will Roe v. Wade be overturned? Because that is what is at stake. I feel terrified. Moji, how do you feel? I feel terrified. I feel like this is keeping me up at night, literally. And I don't even know how we got this close to it, to overturning Roe, but here we are. Here we are. And I think a lot of us have a lot of questions like, how did this happen? If Roe v. Wade is indeed the law of the land, how is a 15-week abortion ban even passed in a legislature? There's so much to unpack. And we didn't want everyone else to be losing sleep. So we decided why not get, I don't know, the coolest person in the world to talk to us about what is at stake? What is this case? What does it all mean? Moji, let's get to our guest. Yes. Yeah, so then we got super lucky. We got Hillary Shellner, a senior staff attorney at the Center for Reproductive Rights and the lead attorney challenging the Mississippi 15-week ban before the Supreme Court. Yep, she'll be challenging on behalf of Jackson Women's Health Organization. And let's be honest, every person with a uterus. Thank you for having me. So Hillary, this is the newest in a long line of anti-abortion laws from Mississippi since Roe. Can you talk about some of the other Mississippi specific laws um, that have happened in the past and where we are with this one now? Sure. Um, so, I mean, the center has been litigating abortion restrictions in Mississippi since our founding and Mississippi has been passing abortion restrictions since before our founding in 1992. So it's, you know, been decades of piling on abortion restrictions like an abortion facility licensing scheme, right, that has left one clinic, Jackson Women's Health Organization, as the only abortion provider in the state. A mandatory delay law that says you have to make two trips to the clinic separated by 24 hours because you have to really, you know, sit and think about your decision as if People haven't already thought about their decision to um, whether to continue a pregnancy or not. The state bans the use of telemedicine for abortion, restricts who can provide abortion, requires patients to go through state mandated counseling. Uh, they passed this 15 week ban, which is now at the Supreme Court, and also the year after passed a six week ban, which we have blocked and you know remains back down at the lower court. But well, this ban, uh, I was reading the, the original law from 2018 and it's gone back and forth in sort of the lower courts. And then I know that uh, Mississippi appealed it and it's gone back. SCOTUS has kind of almost put it on its deck, on its um, docket for many, many years, like so many times. Uh, do you know why SCOTUS took this long for one or what you think speculatively, obviously, why you think SCOTUS took this long to agree to take this case? And could you also spell out a little bit of what's in the, the ban? So Mississippi passed this 15-week ban in 2018 with the explicit purpose of provoking the court to take a case that would challenge Roe v. Wade, the core holding of which is, right, each person gets to make the decision whether to terminate a pregnancy before viability. And that's sort of this core foundation to both the right to abortion and the right to make lots of personal decisions about our lives. 
the lower court immediately blocked it. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals unanimously blocked it. And for folks who right, are familiar with challenges to abortion restrictions, the Fifth Circuit's a really hard place to win a case um, challenging an abortion restriction. The state of Mississippi asked the Supreme Court to review this case. That was sort of the whole point of, of passing the law in the first place. And as this is happening, many other states have passed bans on abortion. Every law, every ban that has been challenged has been blocked by the lower federal courts because it clearly flies in the face of 50 years of the court's precedent saying, right, we have this fundamental right to make this decision. And the court took about a year, about a year to decide whether they were gonna take this up. No one really knows what was going on behind the scenes there, but Presumably, it was a, a tough decision. It, it should have been easy, right? There's no disagreement among the lower courts about um, this law being blatantly unconstitutional. And it should have been an easy, you know, we're done with this case. We don't need to, we don't need to deal with it. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it normally that you petition the courts like when it's like the, the lower court has clearly not understood the law or not understood the constitutional right. So, and we lost, so we need to petition to the highest court. In this case, the courts kept correctly interpreting the constitutional right to an abortion. And then the Supreme Court freakishly decided to hear the case. Yeah, I mean, right, Mississippi wants a different outcome. So they're asking the Supreme Court, right, to roll back all of that 50 years of case law on which all of the federal courts have said, you know, this is clear, you can't take this decision away from people before viability. Well, can you, here's the part that I think uh, people like me and layman don't understand in, is that Roe v. Wade laid, as you said, that abortion for any reason is legal up to the point of viability, which we have, looked at as 24 weeks, right? 23, 24 weeks. There is ban after ban, six weeks, 15 weeks, gender bans, race bans, um, reason disability bans, all things that clearly fly in the face of what the tenets of Roe v. Wade are and what someone's legal right to abortion is. When a state passes a law like this, what is what is the point? What are they doing? Well, I mean, in, I think in this case, they were clear that they wanted to get up to the Supreme Court to try to overturn Roe and the 50 years of precedent that have reaffirmed it. I mean, the, the district court judge in this case, Judge Reeves, called that out specifically. He, if I can quote, because it really, it's rare for a judge to really get what the state is doing. And he said, the state chose to pass a law it knew was unconstitutional to endorse a decades-long campaign fueled by national interest groups to ask the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, I can't say it better than that. That's exactly you know, what has happened here. And, and the court can't do that, right? It, it, it would be outrageous for the court to roll back these fundamental guarantees that so many people have relied on for decades. I remember reading that and cheering when I read that judge's decision because it was just so clear and so straightforward and there it was there was there were no questions 
Um, it seems, however, we had a, we just recently changed presidents and our previous president sat three Supreme Court judges and each and every one of the judges that were appointed refused to answer or answer in, in, in equivocal ways that um, whether or not Roe is settled law. Um, so if they uphold this case, then it really does kind of telegraph that it's not settled law. And what does that ambiguity mean for the rest of us, the 49 other states that are not Mississippi? Yeah, I mean, the implications of the court upholding this ban really mean that the court has has overturned Roe and, you know, about half the country would, half the states in the country would move to ban abortion if Roe were no longer the law of the land. So it's it's certainly not just about Mississippi. You know, many states have already, as we were talking about, moved to pass bans on abortion, you know, in particular across the South and Midwest, where, you know, there are incredibly poor and racially disparate maternal and infant mortality rates already. So there are, there's a lot of a lot going on all at once. And it's not isolated to Mississippi and the ripple effects would be, you know, really, really devastating across the country. Well, and I don't, and a lot of people might not know, but 10 states have already enacted something that's called a trigger ban, which means that they put in place a law that said if Roe v. Wade is overturned, that within 24 hours, abortion will be banned in their state. You know, one of my big fears in this is that because states that have not, enacted a trigger ban yet, but are hostile to abortion access have seen that this court is taking this case, that they're going to push through their own trigger laws so that by the time this case goes through, if they decide to overturn Roe, that more states than we even can imagine will have that trigger ban in place. Yeah, I mean, I think that we will see sort of both further emboldening of states that are hostile to abortion and perhaps hopefully on the other side, right, states moving to protect abortion rights in the event that the, the court um, guts or overturns Roe. But right, that's not how this is, should be, right? We live in a country that is protected by the constitution. That's the whole point of the constitutional guarantee that it means you have this right to abortion wherever you live in the country, that it shouldn't matter you know, what your zip code is. So that's really where we've already seen this patchwork and it, it could only, get worse. So Hillary, I have to ask, um, in taking this case, and you're going to be arguing this case before the Supreme Court, um, in taking this case, my guess is that you have to try to get into the head of people that would want to take this case and figure out a little bit about what, what the mindset is or what they would be thinking. And what is it that they want to hear or what would they legitimately want to hear from this case so that they could upset this massive constitutional apple cart and change the way we live our lives like i'm i'm unclear yeah i mean i i think the real straightforward question is who who gets to make this decision right the court has said for decades that it's each individual person gets to make this decision based on their beliefs and values and with whomever they would like to consult or does the government get to make this decision so right the, the state of mississippi is asking the supreme court to say that they get to make the decision whether someone can have an abortion or whether the state gets to force them to continue a pregnancy and give birth. So to me, that's sort of the very straightforward question. And I would 
think that the answer should be quite clear that right each individual it's not the government's decision to, that that the government making this decision really would not sit well presumably with anybody so and it should be quite clear it has been clear for 50 years and you know we expect the court to make it clear again because nothing has changed since then people have only continued to rely on this right well and it's 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 that is such a good way um we're going to wrap up here and you've been so helpful in just sort of laying out historically what's at stake. And so it would be remiss to not just ask you quickly about what's going on in Texas, especially when you've just laid out the question is who gets to decide, right? And this massive bill has just passed in Texas and within this bill are some of the most beyond horrifying um, abortion restrictions, you know, they have a six week ban and they have other things. But one of the things that they have included in the Texas law is that if you're a pregnant person in Texas, any rando who decides they want to weigh in and, and block you from having an abortion after six weeks can file a suit to stop you from having your abortion. And it's like, Talk about being extra in who doesn't get to decide. Now it's not even the government. It's like, oh, the guy at you know Foot Locker who overheard me talking is all of a sudden aggrieved and gonna try to sue me. How, how is that even? How is that even a thing? Yeah, I mean, we have seen some um, horrific and creative attempts to restrict people's access to abortion over the years. And, you know, this Texas bill is certainly very high on the list. And it's, I mean, I don't have a lot of words other than it's just cruel. And if the tables were turned on the people who are passing these bills, you know, we all know how they would deal with them. So, you know, we will, just like we are standing by the providers and patients in Mississippi, we are standing by the providers and patients in Texas. Um, and across the country to, you know, make sure those laws don't actually have the impact that, that the state legislatures are, are intending them to. Well, I just want to say we're so thankful for you and for how hard you are fighting and that you're going to, um, I know, nail it at the Supreme Court. We feel very excited. Can you give folks any indication as to next steps and what, and what happens? Like, when does the when will the case be heard? Or do you have any information that we can tell people um, as, as to what they can be doing um, to be paying attention? Sure, I mean, as to the timing, we don't have any particular dates set in stone yet, but sort of projecting forward, we sometime in the fall, there will likely be an oral argument. Um, and, you know, the Center for Reproductive Rights will keep people up to date. I'm sure it will be sort of a day on everyone's calendar. Awesome. And then if it's heard in the fall, what is the sort of projected time that then we would find out when their decision would come down? Would that be after the first of the year? So probably around June of 2022, typically the court's sort of big decisions come out sort of at the end of the term. So that's when one would expect um, a decision in this case, although it, it could be any time after the oral argument is held. And if you want more information, we at Abortion Access Front are going to be following this story. Uh, and you can follow all of our updates. And you can also go to the Center of Reproductive Rights website where they have incredible information. But uh, we're not going to let this go. And we're going to give you all the tools you need to be as active as possible and to let people know that they need to fight back. Thank you so much, Hillary. 
Thank you. Thank you again, Hillary, for joining us and giving us all this really important information and taking time after, out from your super long day. Um, this is super helpful. And I'm sure that all of our listeners will get some value from this and really have a little something more to uh, understand what's happening in Mississippi and how it affects all of us. Feminist Buzzkills Live is a production of Abortion Access Front. Subscribe to our YouTube at aafront.org slash fbksub.